disguise, like you said, of fat acceptance, like unhealthy acceptance, Mm -hmm. or also like over-sexualization acceptance of like, let's, you are not body positive enough if you're not afraid, if, unless you don't shave your legs and take your top off, if you don't take pictures without, if if you're not wearing a bra and, um, I don't know what else, you know, it's like, oh, then you don't really love your body if yeah. you're not also. If you can't walk into the grocery store without a top on, you don't love your body. You're not comfortable yeah. with yourself. And so. Or like Lizzo. I think, I think that's when it gets distorted. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, there is some good, I think, in seeing another person and being like, wow, she's flat like me, flat chested, and she's gorgeous. And she's. Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Are the Girls with Mally and Friends. I'm Mallory. And I'm Melanie. And we are changing cultures and bringing back traditional values. Okay, so it is Saturday. We are recording this Saturday morning. Um, We, yeah, and you're going to hear this on Saturday we a lot has happened this week a lot um we have a lot to go over the tea is piping hot this week um but I have a fun little opener for us to say for us to do if you are a human that has the internet at all you have heard of the movie or the show squid game Melanie has not seen it yet no i don't know why but you know i've recommended it a couple of times but whatever um and for i saw it so i watched like okay so my brother was like oh watch the show and i was like i'm not gonna i don't really want to watch this and he was like no like you or want to watch it because you're gonna be upset when everybody else is talking about it and you don't know what they're talking about which is what happens every single time so i was like okay fine so I'm like on my phone the first couple parts and then this isn't necessarily spoiling (laughs) it because you should know by now um so the first game happens and the first game is they're playing red light green light you know the game from our childhood so uh they're playing red light green light and then someone moves when you're not supposed to move and a sniper kills them so that happened and I put my phone down I was like oh now I'm intrigued (laughs) what is this show so then I watched then like maybe a day or two later I watched the next episode and then I want to say it was like the day that we had off I just went ahead and knocked out the rest so I was like let me just I I must see the end of this that yeah so 
for those who don't know, so the Squid Game is essentially so it's they pick 456 random people who are like super poor and they owe like that millions millions of dollars and they offer them a chance to win billions of dollars like billions um and <laughs> is someone okay at your house melanie oh my goodness you can hear that my mother is in the other room and coughing oh, her lungs out is she okay so. do you need to get her some water she's okay it's okay. just i guess been like progressively getting worse she lost her voice oh no <laughs> let me let me go um okay well i'll explain a little bit more while melanie steps out for a second um so essentially so these people go to um they go to this like place and they're like knocked out and they're put in like these outfits and they're at this place and they can win billions of dollars they sign like a um paper they sign like a consent form that essentially signs away their rights and they are allowed to play these games so what it is is they play child games from their childhood so they play red light green light so some of these games are like korean because it's a korean show so they're kind of like korean oriented so like some of the games i had never heard of but like another game that i did hear of were two games that were like i guess cross-cultural or like tug of war and playing with marbles um so yeah that's the premise of the game so you play the childhood games and if you lose you are dead and one thing i've noticed about asian shows i've seen a couple here and there and i i'm an anime dabbler one thing i've noticed is their gore is a little bit different than ours a little bit different than ours um especially when it comes to real people especially when it comes to real people one thing i noticed also too about british shows though i've dabbled in british shows doctor who fan over here the show called misfits i don't know if i would recommend it it does get a little saucy um but part of that oh and i've never seen this show but i've seen commercials and i have friends that have watched it the skins the british version of the show skins i know tons of people have seen that well in britain and london that area they are a little bit um saucier when it comes to uh sexual content they definitely show more um they definitely are a little bit more um believe it or not more than american like i like americans have gotten you know our explicit content has definitely increased over the years but i do feel like the shows i watch like i'm having to fast forward more or like it's just like whoa okay that was so unnecessary did not see that that moves nothing for the plot and while we're still waiting on melanie i guess i'll just (laughs) rant a little bit about stuff like oh melanie's back good (laughs) you guys are about to hear me rant okay so long story short i did not know i didn't mute myself (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah y'all so my mom's coughing her lungs out oh and so she's vaccinated but you know like some vaccinated people can still magically get covid (laughs) and die and so i just suggested to her like maybe you should go 
you know, get tested if you have it, even though she's fully vaccinated and she doesn't want to go get tested. Well, there's so many other reasons you could be hacking your lungs out. Yeah, I know, but I'm just you're yeah. concerned yeah i no, just I get it i well she's also a teacher and so she's been around her students recently and oh yeah they, anyways yeah i just i just make the point of like i'm not vaccinated no, and, and, I, <laughs> and i'm not sick is all <laughs> i'm going to say i have not gotten sick I don't know. Just something to think about. Just something to think about. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely um, a reality in many people's lives. Um, but yes. So, so did you anyway. finish explaining the squid game? Yeah, but I can like do a, a quicker summary for you real quick. So essentially these people have signed their rights away to get billions of dollars to play childhood games and um oh my goodness so red light green light's the first one and then yeah a lot of them are like korean oriented that people played in korea because it's a korean show but they also played tug of war and marbles which were two i guess those are cross-cultural games but they played a tug of war game with marbles and when you lose like you don't just lose you you die so so is the point to get to one like last person standing at the end and they get billions of dollars so these are people oh who are goodness. down on their luck these are people who owe money like owe lots and lots of money um and this is they feel like this is their only way to get out of their debt do um, the people know that there's the potential to die no initially okay. people did not know they were like so when they played red light green light and this one guy moved and the sniper got him it was like wait what yeah and then so when they played and the sniper got him people started running turning back but they were still supposed to be frozen so all the people who started running turning back they were killed too wow yeah so my question for you melanie is if you were on squid game what is a childhood game that you play that you could win? Like that you would feel safe and comfortable? Like, okay, I can win this one. The first game that comes to my mind is Candyland. <laughs> um, I don't have ever finished a game of Candyland before. I a childhood monopoly. I always cheated at Candyland. Oh. Um, I always stacked <laughs> the cards in a way so that when I would go like the second time, I magically would be like, oh, I'm way over here on the board now. That's just the card I drew. And that's terrible. Yeah, that's just the first game that came that comes to my mind. I'm not I don't feel like I was ever terribly bad, but I definitely wasn't the first person being picked for teams oh same so I, like when i was watching and some of the other games like dang honestly i probably would have been out i think i would have made it at least to the second game definitely like the first game so what got people was the fear like if people started shooting i don't know if i would have just stood frozen you so would have run away i think i would have run away and then i would have moved when you're supposed to say still so then i don't know but when i the rest of those games oh oh well like it was fun i hope 
someone take care of my family like those games were hard some of the thing though about debt is like at least from my understanding is like the debt still has to be paid somehow so like wouldn't it just go to their families yep yep so that's sad so you gotta build it so what in my head i'm like i would have built an alliance with someone someone who i trusted trusted. that could probably win and then when they could probably win i'd have them i'd give them like my address or something to see if they could like at least spare a little bit of their billions to take care of my parents or something i think that's how i would have done it so the game i would have played would have been mancala i feel like i was a beast at mancala you remember that game no man column mancala maybe you might call it something differently i'll send you a picture of it mancala man like like on the phone yeah man no it's like it's that game with the marble oh it's the game with the marbles i'm gonna send you a picture I wonder, maybe it's just like a North Carolina thing. I don't know. I mean, I guess, I don't know. Mancala? No, Mancala. Mancala. Kala? Kala! <laughs> okay, I'm sending you a picture. Oh, I've, okay, I think I found it. Yes, I found it. What did you Wait. call it? It's... This is like a board game-ish, right? M-A-N-C-A-L-A? Yeah. This looks like a Chinese or Japanese marbles game. Is it? It could. I don't know. We played that like it was nobody's business. Like, that was a game everywhere I went. Bless her heart. Everywhere I went, like summer camps, um, school, ballet, while we were waiting to go on stage like mancala was the game dang yeah maybe it's just a north carolina thing because i guess when i think about it, i don't remember anybody mentioning it in new jersey but i feel like we weren't really looking at board games in new jersey in college but yeah mancala nice that's a fun game um Ooh, i i'm also really good at mafia oh that's not I, a childhood game though <laughs> I, like- I would I would give my life for mafia. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, mafia actually would be a good game to play for Squid Game because there is an actual like you there's like a death, not a literal death when you play as a normal human, but there's like a, a death. I what I, I like doing with mafia is creating up like how people died. I always thought that was fun. Yeah like being the narrator yeah all the other ones was just like super intense and I'd be like super nervous but then one time someone was like well be the narrator and ever since then I was like this is my calling nice (laughs) I am always good yeah we need narrators yeah yeah we do um (laughs) there was this game that we played on a computer that was basically like mafia Oh my gosh, but there was like zombie vampire was an option. Like it was just some it was like a computer game. Like my last year in college we were playing. It was dumb, but that was it was fun. It was dumb but fun. Um anything else we want to talk about really quick in our lives before we get into the tea? 
Well, I don't remember if I've shared this already, but I have started my new job slash position with Students for Life as a Texas regional coordinator. So I, uh, every semester Students for Life has a different display slash tour is what we call it that we take around the the nation and so it's always relevant to whatever's going on in culture at that time something that we want to be dialoguing about on campuses and so texas is ever so special that we have a display made specifically to talk about the heartbeat law and so my job is to take this display all around the state And so I just started that this past week was taking it to different schools in my city. And so that was exciting. And like, you know, seeing like having a display for the first time on these campuses and having conversations and just testing the waters of how do we talk about this law? And I got to train a group of students for the first time prior to the to the outreach on their campus so that was exciting too so it's been fun it's been a good time it's been a mix of reactions there's there's been a good mix of people who are just neutral or haven't heard about the law and then there are that some live in from- texas they hadn't heard about it mm-hmm. yeah, remember, these are these are young people so um yeah, it's not it could be that I think it could be it's because I think they were high schoolers going to school at a college campus, so that could be why. No, I don't know. High school Mallory would have been in the middle of it all, but that's I I can recognize <laughs> that I'm odd. Yeah, I, I can, I can so, admit that. Yeah, yeah I've been so some people who are just like, no, I haven't heard of it. I feel like a lot more people are like kind of neutral, but more like pro-choice leaning. And then some people who are like, oh yeah, I hate this law. So, and then there's some people who are like, yeah, I think it's great. I love that. So it's been a good mix, an interesting mix. But I do agree. Like the people who are haven't heard of the law, I'm like, where you been? Yeah. The whole country has been paying attention. Yeah, the world. Yeah, so that's been exciting. Uh, That's that was my past week. I got to take the display to three campuses for the first time. Nice. Yeah. So I had I think about a hundred and seventy conversations in total this past week. Not just me, but me, the students, my coworker. In total, this wow. past week, we had about 170 conversations about the heartbeat law and abortion. And we changed, I think, about 30 people's minds or 40 people's that's minds. Good. Like just, and that's the people who we know about, you know, because yeah. then people take it and they chew on it and they digest it later on. Well, that's good because most times, you always have to remember that like people who are first of all that are even going to walk up probably already have a strong opinion and in today's day and age people already come up to things with such strong opinions so the fact that you were able to change that amount of people's minds is great yeah I was um, thinking 10 max maybe <laughs> yeah no it's been really effective especially because part of the display is we're leading people and encouraging people to watch a video 
So we have a video, if you're familiar with the live action Baby Olivia video. Yes. So, yes. So we have a QR code, which makes it that much easier that they're, that, you know, the young people QR codes. So <laughs> the, youths. the youths will scan the QR code that leads them to a video that talks about fetal development. And then the second half of the video is one of the uh, abortion procedure videos of Dr. Anthony Leventino describing an abortion. Mm. So I think that's also been a very helpful tool with changing people's hearts and minds um, because many people afterwards have said, I didn't know that's what an abortion looked like. I didn't know that is what abortion was. So that's been a very helpful tool, that video with changing hearts and minds on abortion. Yeah, I think many people don't. They just, because it's such a tough topic. I think I heard someone say like, growing up, our parents were taught and taught us that you're not supposed to talk about religion and politics and not saying that abortion, I think abortion is a human rights, but right now it's under religion and politics topic. Um, Yeah. But we grew up being told we're not supposed to talk about those two things. And because we were told not to talk about those two things when people do talk about it everybody's super uncomfortable and it shouldn't be that way mm-hmm. but like we've stopped talking about things that are important and people just aren't educated on what an actual abortion is and that's I think that's how you're going to change the minds because I mean we know and like we're around people who do know but I every time I go do something or like if I'm in a new group of people and somehow the topic comes up I try not to be the person to bring it up but if it comes up you know yeah I feel um, like I'm, I'm never the person to talk, bring it up because I'm like I'm off of work y'all let's just yeah. chill <laughs> I don't need to talk about this stuff let's just talk but, about life <laughs> right like if it does come up it's amazing how many people just aren't educated who just do not know yeah and typically I don't I'm like that like I don't want to bring it up but there have been times where like I've been places and people would be like well Mallory does blah 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 and I'm like oh my gosh Mallory that was literally me this past week when (laughs) I I was visiting with my friend uh Thursday night um he had this other friend this other friend who joined us and both times it was like yeah Melanie does pro-life she does pro-life and I'm like yeah I work for blah 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 yeah what do you do right right yeah like I don't want to talk about it (laughs) now if you start asking me questions okay of course but you know especially if I'm a you know but anyway I definitely uh, think too on that note that I I feel like I don't know like the pendulum I guess that's the word the thing like it is pendulum Mm -hmm. i completely did not say the right word the pendulum (laughs) is shifting you know that people are more comfortable talking about it at least that's just been my experience on the college campuses and we're very different in the united states like our culture is way more open to talking about abortion than um other parts of the world I know for example I have a friend who lives in Austria and she works for pro-life Europe which is you can kind of think of like students for life version in Europe and she told me like the culture is very different there like nobody talks about abortion it's just not a thing that you do and so even though it's still a taboo here in the states 
we talk about it way more. We're way more comfortable talking about what's your opinion on abortion? Oh man, abortion law, heartbeat law. You know, we're just way more open and talking about it than like just what I know of my friend's experience in Austria. So we're definitely blessed. And I'm very thankful that, you know, we're at least further along in that sense of we do talk about it. Yeah. Even though for some people it is still a taboo and uncomfortable to talk about Hmm. well that's interesting and I feel like that also says a lot about the world if because I feel like we just don't talk about it but if it's even worse in other countries I wonder they probably must get away with a lot of different things and if no one's talking about it you you can get away with so much more I feel Mm -hmm. like it could just be also just like what I'm used to seeing like doing the abortion free cities door knocking you're literally going up to people's doors you're telling them about the um, the bad abortion facility near their neighborhood yeah. and the pro-life um health centers that are alternatives to that you know you're going to people's doors and you're talking about abortion on their you know doorstep and so and then being on campuses so i feel like people are like people don't like bat an eye when they're like oh yeah the abortion facility you know it's just like oh what about it you know okay yeah yeah well all right um i guess we should probably get it because we have a lot to talk about today we should get into it um are you ready yeah to talk some tea okay that was (laughs) we're working on it still um we're working on it um okay so let's get into it we're gonna do fast three stories really quick um well I didn't write it in the docket but I saw today we have an update on last year's zebra or last week's zebra (laughs) It was found. Yeah, one of them, not all of them, one of them was found dead. Oh. Yeah. So in Maryland. Maryland. Um, let me so one of the Maryland runaway zebras was discovered dead in a snare trap on September 16th. A month ago. Why are they just not telling us? The death was announced on Thursday, almost a month after it happened. The deceased zebra was found when Maryland Department of Natural Resources police force responded to a report regarding a dead animal. Instead of happening upon the typical forest creature, the officer discovered the zebra caught in a snare trap. Such traps are outlawed in Maryland. Rest in peace to our beloved zebra. May you run free forever. So the zebra died by an animal trap? yeah a snare trap though i oh. let me look up what that is real quick a snare trap um also too okay oh that's interesting but also too so where's the other one like there were two <laughs> so okay one is dead did the other one just go somewhere i hope it mates with another animal and creates some <laughs> sort of hybrid baby that would be so yeah. cool That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so our next one. Um, so we actually I'll do that one last. So our next one is we got an update on the Gabby Petito. We got her autopsy and it showed that 
the strangulation is the cause of her death. So that's sad. That's so sad. And if y'all, like, y'all, I was, I don't feel like I've been as invested in the Gabby Petito story as other people, but I took the time to watch that, um, last like police footage that was on youtube yeah i didn't watch all of it i think i watched like three-fourths of it yeah it's like an hour mm -hmm. and so it's so sad that mallory did you watch that video yeah i've seen i've never seen the whole way through but i've seen lots and lots of clips okay so i think the like main thing from that video that many people were angry about in the comments section is that Gabby was distraught the entire time and crying and Gabby was saying that um, they were fighting all morning and that they were like hitting each other and that she tried to like push him away and she like pushed his face and then he was all like calm and he said we were having a pleasant morning really and just like overly calm and then kind of like weirdly glad that she was being accused of the one who like did violence upon him and yeah if you really quick if you there's a clip that inside edition showed of him walking into the hotel because technically he was the victim of domestic violence or domestic violence shelter got him a hotel to be separated and if you see the clip of him walking in he has this like this big smile like ah yes I'm going into a hotel. It's so weird. It's just so backwards. Yeah. Because why would a crying, distraught person? I don't know. I just, it doesn't make common sense. Like, well, it's just like, yeah. So very so sad. I just recently saw the clip where the police officer was basically saying, like, it's her fault that she got upset. She can't help it. Her at her age she gets something like that so you know we're not um i'm not a feminist we're not anti-men over here that's not our thing but i do think that it does lead some credence that it appears that the guy was really coming at it from like a she's a hysterical woman uh she's just one of those crazy hysterical women as opposed to like really as one of my friends said really doing policing but here's the other aspect I thought of it felt like watching the parts that I've watched Watched? it felt like they were doing more of like a like how people are saying defund the police we need like mental health people we need um it seemed they were doing more of instead of policing it was more of like a hey friend let's discuss are you doing okay as opposed yeah. to like this is the facts okay let you know what they need to da, 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 da. it felt more of like he, counseling but like more like he was trying to counsel them like do some sort of marriage counseling and it's like no you're a police officer so i just find that interesting that like we kind of see what happens when you do try to do marriage counseling and i mean this is just one example it could go better in other instances but i just i when I was watching that I was just like oh that's interesting he's counseling what they're all suggesting needs to happen and then unfortunately she's still murdered so interesting um okay so 
our last fast story I what we're going to start doing now is we're going to pick two stories for the week and then you tell us if you want us to go more in depth or if you want it to be a fast story so you guys voted for this to be the fast story and then the other story our Adele story will go in more depth on that um, later in the episode so um Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Did you see that story I shared in my picture? I mean, the picture I shared in my story. Oh my gosh. Megan Fox. You know who Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are, right? I know who Megan Fox is. Okay, Machine Gun Kelly is a rapper. Um, Like, look them up real quick. Okay, I'm looking. Um, They've been dating? Yes, they're crazy. Like, they are, something is wrong with them. So they did, and I'm not going to go into the whole interview, but I'll leave the links in our um, articles page on the blog. They did a video, like they did like an interview and like they have matching tattoos that say the darkest fairy tale. Like they like being like, we're this like kind of out there dark couple. And like, um, there's a, they're just so weird. Like, (laughs) They're just so strange. I like every time he he looks like another rapper who's going to die soon. Yeah. So that's how I feel about like Miley Cyrus and Demi Lovato. Like I'm like they're they're all gonna die soon. And it's sad. It's sad. I mean he like they're just and I think what like I don't know if you remember a couple weeks ago she was the one who said that she I think she went to hell at one point and um bless you bless you again um I think she went to hell at one point or something like that and I was like said that yeah that's what she said something like that um maybe we can dive into that another episode but they're just so odd to me I'm gonna leave you guys um the link to the article because they just say the strangest things they are definitely like in some sort of drug induced world and I just keep thinking like how did Megan Fox end up with MGK and I feel like MGK was not this weird all the time. I feel like he just got weirder and weirder over the years. Oh my gosh. Why are his nails so long? Wait, what picture are you looking at? I don't This recent one, I just Googled him and the first picture is from Glamour. And his his nails are freaking like five inches long. It's be- I don't know. He's just a strange one. He's how does a guy like that end up with megan fox because she just likes wild oh my god yes why is his nail so long they just like being wild and crazy do you remember that what was it a vampire movie or like some death movie years ago that megan fox's main character she was dead and so she survived off of human flesh oh that movie uh jennifer's body (gasps) i just bring that up because i feel like homegirl does not (laughs) look like she's aging oh and i from what they show us because i try not to be too critical 
of celebrities, even though that's kind of our job now. Um, from what they've shown us, I wouldn't be surprised if sh- they have dabbled into things like that. Like that just wouldn't surprise me because of the way that they act. All right, that has been your three stories, fast three stories. We'll have the links. And if you ever want us to go into more in depth on them, let us know. Um, She's we'll- 35 years old. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> now we'll get to our main, our main stories. Um, our podcast is a, a Demi Lovato prayer line now. Um, <laughs> once a week we will um, you can call in and we will spend an hour in intercessory prayer for Demi Lovato <laughs> um, just joking even though I like in all seriousness we probably should be praying for her like you know pray for your friends and family and then when you see celebrities going down a certain path it's probably best to pray for them so Demi Lovato, she thinks the term aliens is derogatory to extraterrestrials. Demi Lovato is standing up for us extraterrestrials. I think that's the funniest line. She's standing up for extraterrestrials. The singer and actor... stands in solidarity (laughs) with extraterrestrials. The singer and actor who identifies as non-binary has a docuseries on Peacock, Peacock titled unidentified with Demi Lovato in which they explore what life may what life there may be beyond the planet in an interview with pedestrian Lovato explained that they do not believe that okay that confused me for a second that they do not believe that I'm just gonna say she so we don't confuse ourselves everyone Demi Lovato explained that she does not believe that beings from another planet mean to harm humans quote I really think that they're that if there was anything out there that would want to do that to us, it would have happened by now, end quote. She said, quote, but I think that we have to stop calling them aliens because aliens is a derogatory term for anything. That's why I call them ETs, end quote. So, um, odd to say the least. Um, I also want to play you guys this um, clip. Hopefully... (laughs) Hopefully you can hear it through the microphone. If not, I'll just leave the link again to the full clip. I sent this to um, Mel and Vic on whatever day I saw this. I was like, we must discuss this. This is a clip from her new show, which I think it'd be fun if we watched it and reviewed. Do you know how to, like, do you know how to do those clip breakdown things where like you play the clip and then you pause it and then we discuss it you don't do that on the internet no i have no idea but we could learn yeah i feel like that'd be fun to do with her show personally um okay so let me play you guys this clip for everybody one second oh i get that a lot um okay she has trauma. She does? Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you and know? that's why she doesn't like men. Okay, okay. I respect that. I respect yeah. that. Totally. We're going to stay over here and let you have a conversation with Demi. I have trauma too. So I feel you and I get it. Do you like to sing, Carmen? <sighs> oh. 
You should sing something for her, Demi. No. Why not? Maybe if you sang that, sing a song as an offering, we we could come back in the room. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was a clip from Demi Lovato's new show, Unidentified with Demi Lovato, where they go and discuss, or like they are trying to um, find aliens. Um, and they do it in a, like how people do it with ghosts. So that's confusing. She's like, uh, I'll leave the clip. I'll link it. Um, she's like in a room and has like a little thing that people use to talk to quote unquote ghosts. And then, so that's weird to me. Like, when did aliens start being ghosts? Um, but it's just a very, it's sad. It's really sad because I feel like we're watching her, the 20, 2021 version of her Britney Spears breakdown. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I... Uh- ghost hunting aliens yeah like and even like let's i don't know it's like she's speaking perfectly with the alien like how do you understand what the alien is her isn't saying in a youtube video that i'm gonna link um one of the comments was like oh that's really like what she's doing she's projecting her hurt onto what this alien is saying and I was like oh dang that's exactly what's happened that's so sad I mean the whole Demi Lovato saga to me this whole thing is just sad and y'all know I was a big fan big fan we've discussed this numerous times on this on this podcast and I it's sad and like her quote-unquote best friend is either just as crazy as her or he's exploiting her and I feel like a lot of people in her life are, have to be exploiting her because there's no way. And, you know, I believe in it. Like, I don't think that aliens are like out of the realm of possibility. Melanie, you're the same way, right? Yeah. Yeah. We don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility. I just know what we just watched and listened to right here is not it. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I am certain about that. I'm certain about whatever just happened. That's not, that's not it. Uh, one of my friends on Twitter that shared this, she said that she was like, that could also definitely be a demon. And I was like, yeah. That's why you just don't dabble around in things. You don't just dabble and dibble dabble and mess around with things that are supernatural, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I just... Yeah. What are your thoughts, Mel? Yeah, I th- I've heard that idea that aliens are really demons and again I don't think that that is outside of the realm of possibility like that could be true I don't I don't know um but if if like God because God created all that is seen and not seen God created you know well you know everything and so I think it's definitely possible that the unseen or like you know fallen angels could be interpreted and to our human brains as 
aliens like i think hmm. it's possible that's the, i like that thought that fallen age like our mind sees these fallen angels and we just interpret it as gray's um i like yeah that idea. <laughs> i i mean unless it's a different entity not a not a spirit i don't know because like for me um i'm leaning more so like when people are like this house is haunted or like there's um a ghost like i'm leaning towards the idea that it's not like there's a spirit that's like stuck here because i believe as a christian when you die you're going on to the next realm like you're yeah. going on to the next thing of heaven there's nothing holding you back and like, so yeah. like i don't understand why a demon would just why us a, a ghost would just be chilling if we believe as christians that no you die and you go on to judgment like so I, it makes more sense that it would be um a, a an evil spirit a demon yeah that's not of a human soul and yeah it could that could be aliens too rather than a human soul that's just chilling and trying to play games like an evil a demon who's trying to i don't know mess with people i don't know yeah i agree like so for the ghost thing, I 110% think it's a demon in the spirit. Like, I don't think, like you said, as Christians, we believe when you die, you, your spirit goes on to the next life. So there's no lingering around. And I don't. And so when people, I mean, my, some girls, when I was in a sorority, were talking about going to this, like, it's a place you can go or like a tour where you go and like um, a girl died and like, you walk and you can feel her touch your hand or something like that and I'm like that's why would you no that's that's demonic I, I don't know what it is I don't know why or I don't know like type of spirit it is I just know it's demonic um and like I just I don't know why people play around with that I remember also too when I went to college like I had never played with the Ouija board and everybody was shocked. You've Don't never played with a it. Ouija board? <gasps> what? You, how? You've never played with a Ouija? I'm gonna bring a Ouija Don't board. Don't do it, here. y'all. Like, no, no, ma'am. I I do not mess around with that stuff. Um, and then Don't to the aliens it. thing, I do think. So I remember we had a Bible teacher that told us like the Bible was written for us, as in like there could be another Bible for aliens, or like God could have something specific for aliens, which when I think too much about that that doesn't make a lot of sense but you know as an eighth grade I was like "Ooh, interesting but I do think there is so I never understood when did like aliens jump over to demons because like the last couple of years or two people have been saying that I'm like I don't get it like why do you say that but I was watching this movie it's called Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind it's a documentary it's on Amazon Prime and long story short these people take drugs and like they connect with aliens or whatever and this guy asked his alien guide to heal him of something that was wrong with his ear and the guide the alien guide healed him and in the movie he said I've been praying to God for so long to heal me and I just asked my alien guide to do it what's the point of praying to God? 
and then that's when I was like oh okay because like initially I was like why would demons like aliens are so fringe why would demons care to grab those people but if you can pull people from god if you can pull people from counting on god and believing on god then yeah i get it now like i get why they're doing that Um, yeah i think things like like ghosts chilling in a haunted house i mean i don't know um aliens well want you to you know get away further away from the belief of like why do i need to believe in this one god and there's other powers out there and i was listening to cultish which i feel like i refer to a lot and they had this guy who was once a mormon now he's a christian and he was on the show and he did like a mormon ghost hunters show what yeah and then like i would be interested to see that (laughs) and he said that like i think he said like 90 percent. it was either fake or it was explained but then there was like 10% where it was just kind of like and he said that I think he said that kind of made him because there is a supernatural realm for sure and I want to say he said that helped him like made him believe in like the supernatural so I think um you know some people just don't believe that there's because there are some things that are just unexplained and he said that there was a couple times there were some things that was just kind of like, hmm. and he said it got really dark. He said there was, a, he said you could go into buildings and you can tell there was like a demonic, dark, oppressive presence. Um, so a lot of, even like those shows, but he said that was just like 10%. So like there's those shows that they show is all, a lot of it's fake. I think what just happened with Demi Lovato, that's, I, I would be shocked if that was like a real even demon encounter you know what I mean like I don't even think that I think that that's like someone in a van messing with her <laughs> like, I'm not even trying to be funny but like that's <laughs> I mean that's uh it's so sad to me because I feel like we're watching her a make a fool of herself and then like we're watching her I don't know I don't like to be the person that says mental health mental health but I don't know mental health is a serious thing and i don't know that's why i don't like to be the person to say look at her mental health but then at the same time i'm like i don't know how else to describe everything that's happening you know yeah i I definitely think that like the spiritual realm like god uses everything for his good to glorify him even like the demons and evil things are meant to point somehow point us back to god and his glory and so i think that like the demons that could be disguising themselves as aliens i don't know or you know trying to point away from god and his glory and that's just the realm demi's dabbling in right now yeah and you know what now that i'm like thinking of thinking about it it also could just be a spiritual like not even necessarily like um like mental health it could be like spiritually oppressed because I mean even in an interview when she was talking about like changing over to a they she said something like well this is how I feel today and like people who actually have body dysmorphia they're not like switching back and forth they're not like it's not a trend Mm -hmm. to them and yeah. also, so I it's just it's sad 
It's sad yeah. watching your childhood favorite singer turn into this. Yeah. So call our Demi Lovato hotline right now. <laughs> you can help us by calling 1-800-222-DEMI today. <laughs> well, Melanie, is there anything you want to tell the audience? Why, yes, Mallory, there is something that I want to tell the audience. It's that time of year again, folks. We are collecting money for pads and tampons for women in shelters in North Carolina. One of the least donated items in the shelters are pads and tampons. Mm -hmm. But we are stepping up to fill in the gap for these women. Last year, our goal was $200 and we exceeded that and bought 792 pads and 296 tampons let's surpass that goal this year everyone acts 20 verse 35 says in all things i have shown you that by working hard in this way we must help the weak and remember the words of the lord jesus how he himself said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Can I get an amen, Mallory? Amen, amen, amen. Woo! Hallelujah. Praise God. So yeah, guys, donate. We're almost, let me see where we are today. We're almost at the goal. Um, I'm very, like, very, very proud of how, how far, or how much everyone's donated and how much people have cared. And someone donated, um, a and i mentioned it on our um on the feed uh we're at 190 dollars and our goal is 250 so let's see if we can get to 250 by the end of october and then somebody donated um natural pads and tampons which i think is great so i donated those to um a school that does like natural they're trying to do natural stuff so it's just been great like i said i have been reached out to by the school as well um to help provide for them so it's just it's great like i i love this i honestly would love to make this even bigger one day um but you know do not despise small beginnings um but yeah okay so our next story um it is interesting unsupported sick out claims take flight amid southwest woes when Southwest Airlines canceled more than 2,000 flights over the weekend, citing bad weather and air traffic control issues, unsupported claims blaming vaccine mandates began taking off. Conservative politicians and pundits, including Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, alleged that, the, <laughs> alleged that the flight disruptions resulted from pilots and air traffic controllers walking off their jobs or calling in sick to protest federal vaccinated requirements. The airline, its pilots union, and the Federal Aviation Administration denied that. The weekend challenges were not a result of Southwest employees' demonstrations, Southwest spokesperson Chris Mays said Monday. 
still twitter posts claiming airline employees were standing up to medical tyranny and participated in a mass sick out amassed thousands of shares vague and anonymous messages on social media speculated that southwest was hiding the real reason for its disruptions and anti-vaccine rallying cries such as hashtag do not comply hashtag no vaccine mandate and hashtag hold the line were among the 10 most popular hashtags between in connection tweeted <laughs> the 10 most popular hashtags tweeted in connections to the southwest over the weekend according to a reporter from media intelligent firm viglin labs so what do you think well i was not affected <laughs> 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 Did but you fly this I, I, no i have not flown in recent months um okay, so but <laughs> i i admire that people are standing up that people are saying you know enough is enough and it's sad that it has to go so far as to losing one's job um but I admire that people are starting to, we could think of it like wake up. And like, I know that that's similar to some parts of Australia, what's mm-hmm. happening there. Um, yeah, so, but it's hard, but this is, I feel like this is what protecting your freedom can look like. And freedom being that individual freedom, that right to do or not take this vaccine it just shouldn't come to this of losing people's jobs and I agree that is I will say I feel incredibly blessed to have the job that I have um that I'm not concerned about a vaccine mandate taking that away I think that is such a blessing um and not a lot of people I mean I'm in Facebook groups and people are that's a very tough thing and you know I want to say that we're not necessarily anti-vax like I don't think that every vaccine ever created is the worst thing that's ever happened to humanity and I think it's just some people want the opportunity to choose I personally have not taken it and I don't really see myself taking it anytime soon um and we all know Melanie didn't she mentioned it earlier in the episode (laughs) um and I think it's we have every right to still be treated as a regular human as a we don't have like we shouldn't have to lose our job over something like this now you know if yeah I was trying to think of something to compare it to but I can't really compare it to anything like this is to me this is crazy and I do want to say this um so you know in the article it did mention how it's um People are saying that, oh, it might not have necessarily been a real, um, an actual vaccine or like, that's not the reason why the flights were down is because of weather, blah, blah, blah. Um, Some people did some research and other flights were not canceled from other airlines going to the same airports because of weather. So then what was the reason? You know, I think there, it's. It is coming a time where people are going to have to really um, make a choice. And I think that, let me see if how to, how to say this. 
it's come a time where people are going to have to make a choice of how they um of what they believe in because there's tons of people who I know that are vaccinated but are against the mandates and when you make that choice of what you believe in it unfortunately can cost you a lot but if we're all standing up for what we believe in I think it could really make a difference yeah and again I just want to reiterate the difference of a forced vaccine versus a forced um because I know I've heard like the pro-abortion argument is like you're you want people to have the right to choose the vaccine and you should be for the right to choose um, to have an abortion so an abortion is the intentional ending of human life an abortion is a violent procedure that starves suctions rips apart and or poisons a pre-born human rather than a vaccine which is a person who can choose to genetically modify themselves and this isn't hurting another human being so i just wanted to say that again um for those people because i know our language of like people should have the right to choose there shouldn't be a mandate uh and and that sounds very pro-choice of us. <laughs> but the thing is, is whether you choose to get the vaccine or not isn't intentionally ending the human life of somebody else. Um, whereas with an abortion, a human life ends every time intentionally. So just wanted to refute that if anyone's wondering like, hmm. Great. That no, that was a great comeback. I'm maybe I'll try to like clip that for people to have that um knowledge with them. Is Manolo doing okay? I feel like I keep getting up <laughs> to close my door. My mom's poked her head in a couple times. My dogs keep trying to come in. <laughs> we don't mind a cameo of Manolo or oh, muffin. Okay, party. <laughs> but yeah, no, that seriously, that was a really good. Um, come up here, Manoe. No, always come up here. That was a really good um breakdown. <laughs> Hello, Manolo. Yay! This could be a little <laughs> clip that you make too. Key. <laughs> Yes. Can I have a keys or not? <laughs> <laughs> He's camera shy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. All right. So our last story before our um OG politic is the one that you guys voted on. You guys wanted us to talk about um Adele's um some of the stuff she said about her weight loss journey and other things like that so also Adele's video and new song is out came out on the 15th of October have you seen it or heard it yet no I watched it this morning it was really good it's beautiful are you an Adele fan yeah I like her music um I really only know the popular stuff like hello from oh. yeah hello rolling in the deep um, 
Homer has it too. Yeah. I don't know any like not well known. Yeah, same. Now that I'm thinking about it, I like her voice. I do like her voice. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, she's very inspirational for me personally. So let's get into what happened with Adele. So Adele, F word, is disappointed by women's comments about her weight loss. Um, Adele felt disappointed that women were the ones having the most brutal conversations about her dramatic weight loss. Quote, my body's been objectified my entire career. End quote. The Grammy winner 33 said in her Vogue cover story published Thursday. Quote, it's not just now. I understand why it's a shock. End quote. (laughs) In early 2020, Adele revealed that she had lost 100 pounds after exercising over a two-year period. However, some people accused the singer of looking too skinny at the time, while others remarked she should not have felt the pressure to lose weight. Adele told Vogue, quote, I understand why women especially were hurt. Visually, I represented a lot of women, but I'm still the same person. And the worst part of the whole thing was that the most brutal conversations were being had by other women about my body, she added. I was very effing disappointed, disappointed with that. That hurt my feelings, end quote. All right. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think it, well, what are people saying? What are the mean comments that girls are saying? Of well, like, women, what? well, I don't like know them off the bat, but like I've watched a couple of videos of people talking about them. People are just kind of like, wow, she lost all this weight. She didn't have to do that. Man, she don't longer. She doesn't even look healthy anymore. She, uh, or like she, can she even sound the same um, singing? And like people, it's not, you know, years ago when you would lose weight, people, it was mainly only praise. Like I, but now oh it's my like, gosh, people, she's lost a lot of weight. Yeah, she looks fantastic. Yeah. Honestly, after we record, I'm going to eat my breakfast and then I'm going to the gym and I'm going to like just try to remember, like, use her as motivation. I mean, she lost over 100 pounds. That's how much I want to. She lose. looks fantastic. Fantastic. Like, but I've I, seen other like, like pictures of her like along this journey but i haven't seen her most recent like what she looks like right now she looks amazing yeah and the quote-unquote body positive movement are upset because they lost someone that they thought um was quote-unquote on their side i mean the same happened with rebel wilson when rebel wilson she lost a lot of weight too look her up she looks good she lost a lot of weight i think and it just kind of shows that the body positive movement isn't really for body positivity. It's kind of just for that acceptance, which is another movement that sometimes doesn't, I don't know, bad acceptance and body positivity go hand in hand to me. Um, but yeah, it's sad that people are really critical. And I think it also has a lot to say, so you're supposed to be answering, but let me just say this real quick. Um, I think it also has a lot to say the fact that, um, People are, it's women. I think that women, we are probably our harshest critics, but this is just, uh, we're going to do an episode on this another day, but it's all for the male gaze, but we are our harshest critics um, to other women. And I think that's, that's sad. I feel bad 
that she feels that she's hurt by that but she should feel great because she looks fantastic like and I think it's like I don't want to sound mean or catty and I feel like I can also say this though because I am fat so I can talk on the topic but I think a reality is like you're just objectively in the sight of the world in general more attractive with lesser weight that's just a reality and and it's you know you can say whether that's a good thing or a bad thing I mean there's studies that show that people who lose weight they get better jobs they're trusted more they're promoted in their careers um that's just the halo effect which we'll talk do an episode on that too later um but yeah I think it's I hate that she feels that people were so mean over it what are you thinking yeah I definitely agree with you that it's less the movement of body to body positivity is partially a, a disguise for fat acceptance um there was a time I went through a phase of like body positivity and like really kind of just like believing in that mindset and I feel like I still partially am like I think there is some truth to that and there is some good in that um but it becomes I mean you shouldn't hate yourself like yeah it's probably not healthy to look in the mirror and want to cry yeah and um but I think that you know good can be twisted you know things that were meant for good can be used for evil yeah um and so like for me I've always been very petite and part of just the way how God designed my body is I'm very flat-chested and that was a huge point of insecurity for me growing up because I always thought I'd reach a magical age and I would just blossom and then I'd have these beautiful breasts uh, along with my blossomed body um and that never happened ish I'm not the flattest girl in the world um but I definitely don't have little to anything going on which is proportional though you're proportional uh because how you know no offense to someone's like this but you know imagine you're tiny body with double d's like that wouldn't yeah hurt you and so yeah yeah and so for (laughs) me the body positivity movement i don't know whenever it was first like hitting the scene but i know for me in 2017 is when i really was like yeah body positivity and it helped me that movement like finding other influencers on instagram who would be proud of their flat chests and show you know I'm flat and and I'm thriving and so for me I really found a lot of inspiration in that and now I'm it's not a point of it's not I'm not insecure about my body in that way anymore and yeah so I just share that because I think that there is or was some good in that movement but then I think it can be disguised like you said of fat acceptance like unhealthy acceptance Mm -hmm. or also like 
over sexualization acceptance of like let's you are not body positive enough if you're not afraid if unless you don't shave your legs and take you, your top off if you don't yeah, take pictures without if you your- if you're not wearing a bra yeah. and um I don't know what else you know it's like oh then you don't really love your body if yeah. you're not also if you can't walk into the grocery store without a top on you don't love your body you're not comfortable yeah. with yourself and so or like Lizzo I think, I think that's when it gets distorted mm-hmm. whereas you know there is some good I think in seeing another person and being like wow she's flat like me flat chested and she's gorgeous and she's working and whatever so I think that there can be some that good, especially for younger girls, preteen girls that can see someone and say, wow, that person is big like me and they're on a weight loss journey. Wow, I can be like her, you know, like hmm. rather than the influencers who are very big and they're dancing and wearing, you know, very sexualized clothing and saying like come on everyone love your bodies like me I don't know I don't think that that's the good that was meant to come with body acceptance I think you made a bajillion great points just now and I think that what you said about flat-chested is a good example of at the end of the day like you can't grow more of your breast I don't think that's really how it works I mean (laughs) I you know there's definitely the breast augmentation surgery yeah but I personally that's an extreme option though I personally don't want to promote that but that's something that God has blessed you with because you know a body is a blessing and you as opposed to like for example so I'll just I'll and once again, I feel like I can speak on this as someone who's fat, but trying to not be, um, like there's, once you get to about 250 as a woman, A, it was not, like, there's no, you don't do that if you're mentally healthy, I guess is what I'm trying to say, A, and then B, like you can't convince me that you're happy. I, I will never believe that you're happy and satisfied. I don't, I don't care who you are. If you are 250 plus as a woman, there's no way you're happy and satisfied with your body. No way. Absolutely none. Um, and the thing is, like, it is incredibly difficult to lose weight, but it is possible. It's not possible to grow your breasts more. I think what has happened is because it's so hard, people start equating weight loss to things that you can't change. If you're born without an arm, there's literally nothing you can do about that. For whatever reason, you were born without an arm. You love yourself. You, I think, I don't think it's wrong to have a doll that doesn't have an arm. I do think it would be wrong to have a doll that is purposely morbidly obese. So I think that because of the emotional aspect of it, because it it is hard. I don't care what anyone tells you, losing weight is hard. It is not easy. Especially once, if you have to lose over like 40 pounds, it's like, it is probably one of the hardest things you will go through um mentally and physically so I think because of that it's kind of gone into this it jumped from the category of it's possible to like it's impossible it's something that you can't change about yourself so then body positivity should be about things you can't change 
can't change if you're flat chested. That's just, I mean, you can't get the surgery, but once again, I don't necessarily want to promote that. Um, but no, you know, neither do I. Yeah. Because I think that that's opposite of body positivity. Because then I you're agree. not really accepting the body you're in. Oh my goodness. Yes. And I, we will be doing an episode on this because I also want to talk about um, BBLs. Like, that is not body positivity. And I'm sorry, once again, you are not getting more on your chest. You are not getting more on your, um, on your butt. You are not fixing X, Y, and Z in your face because you want to. It is all for the male gaze. Because if you were, you could spend money to, anyway, hold on the conversation. Um, but yeah, so like, I think it's just been, so I think body, you're right. Body positivity probably started off as like this really great thing to help people who had things that just really couldn't change about them. But because of the emotional and the, the difficulty of weight loss, it has taken over. And those, the people who are in the body positivity movement are incredibly loud and it just kind of morphed into something else. And I think it's really sad because and also too you said you were in that I was and I've said this before like I was all for for a little bit I was like you know what maybe I'll just be fat forever this is just how God made me and like I had a dream like in my dreams this is so stupid in my dreams I'm not fat I don't know how or why but I, I know in my dreams I'm not fat and I've been fat my entire life but and I did have one dream where I was fat so I thought that was God telling me like this is it this is who you are. Um, so like I dabbled in the whole body positivity movement for a while. And it really, it is toxic like that. Like it is once you, if you just like get in some of the forums, if you follow some of the people online, they just really have a sh- distaste for people who even want to lose weight. Like you can want to lose weight and still love yourself yeah I mean I've heard it's possible Um, yeah I think I think at least from what I've seen online the people who are like anti-losing weight or anti-wanting to eat a like a strictly mostly healthy diet um to your choosing is because they come from um some type of like um eating disorder and so, I don't know, I guess it's almost like an offense to them of like, what do you mean you're, you want to try keto and stick with it? And huh? Like, so. Yeah, I so saw. That's, I, that's why I just think there needs to be some healthy balance of like yeah. that body acceptance of trying to love yourself where you're at. And, but then, you know, and that encouragement too of you can get to the point where you want to be um and you can eat that donut if and when you want to have that donut you know yeah yeah well that is all of our stories for today our last and final thing is our og politics and this spotlight is brought to you by culture of life 1972 you can head over to uh, col1972.com and use our code THOSEOTHERGIRLS1972 and get 10% off your purchase. 100% of your purchase goes to pro-life causes. So what happened this week um, in politics, I found very interesting when I was doing research on this. Um, so a dancer, courtesan, and alleged spy 
Matahari was executed for espionage by a French firing squad at Venice outside of Paris. So she came to Paris in 1905 and found fame as a performer of Asian-inspired dances. She soon began touring all over Europe, telling the story how she was born in a sacred Indian temple and taught ancient dances by uh, priestesses who gave her the name Matahari, meaning the eye of the day in Mali. In reality, Matahari was born in a small town in northern Holland in 1876, and her real name was Margaretha Gertruderia Zell. I butchered that, but the link will be available so you can look more into it yourself. Uh, She acquired her superficial knowledge of Indian and Javanese dances when she lived for several years in Malaysia with her former husband, who was a scout in the Dutch colonial army. Regardless of her authenticity, she packed dance halls and opera houses from Russia to France, mostly because her show consisted of her slowly stripping nude. Interesting. She became a famous courtesan with the outbreak of World War I, and her catalog of lovers began to include high-ranking military officials of various nationalities. In February of 1917, French authorities arrested her for espionage and imprisoned her at St. Lazare's prison in Paris. In a military trial conducted in July of that year, she was accused of revealing details of the Allies' new weapon, the tank resulting in the death of thousands of soldiers. She was convicted and sentenced to death on October 15th. She refused the blindfold and was shot to death by firing squad at Venices. There is some evidence that Mata Harari acted as a German spy and for a time as a double agent for the French, but the Germans had written her off as an effective agent who produced little intelligence of value. Her military trial was riddled with bias and circumstantial evidence, and it is probable that French authorities trumped her as the greatest woman spy of the, his- of the century as a distraction for the huge loss the French army was suffering on the Western Front. Two things that I read there. First, I'll go backwards on the things that shocked me the most. She refused a blindfold for the death of firing squad. Okay, that's really like, all right, sis, like, that's BA. That's pretty BA. Um, or boss. I'm that's pretty boss. Second thing is um she stripped nude. And that just goes to show over the years, nothing much has changed. And that's why she was successful. Unfortunately. Body positivity. <laughs> yeah, nothing much has changed. That is what gets what is it? Sex sells. So yeah that's what happened this week in politics slash history nice yeah interesting story right yeah (laughs) all right everybody thanks so much for listening um i hope you enjoyed this episode if you did please make sure you like review subscribe follow rate do all the stuff for us um oh what should our question be for spotify should it be like what childhood game 
could you win yeah 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 okay. <laughs> yeah so on spotify seriously you guys like if you listen on spotify please answer our questions it's super i think it'll be fun tell us what childhood game you would win in squid game um and make sure you share this episode with all of your friends tell everyone you know that this is the best women's christian conservative uh, podcast where we talk about everything. We talk about praying for Demi Lovato all the way to German, Russian, Indian dancing spies um, and body positivity, how much we are proud of Adele all the way to unfortunately the death of some zebras that were lost in Maryland. RIP. And Gabby Petito. And Gabby Petito. We will continue to keep you guys up to date on that because we did an episode about it and because we brought it up before. So, Tell all your friends, please listen to us. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, you can also become a monthly uh, contributor. And um, that will also help get really way better equipment. Um, get me a decent backdrop. Um, and um, yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Mwah. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.